Hello, I'm Andrew Smith and welcome to Doctor Who's Line, is it? Anyway, where everything's made up and neither script nor canon matters. Hello listeners, and welcome to Doctor Whose Line Is It Anyway? Well, this week, as promised in the previous episode, we are going to be reviewing the opening two episodes of Series 13, Flux, that's the Halloween Apocalypse and War of the Sontarans. We've got Nick, Sue, Randy, Robin and myself to have a chat about this. So without any further ado, because there's a lot to talk about, and trust us, it's us... (laughs) <laughs> you know what's coming, we're going to talk. So let's get straight on with it, head over to the five of us and see what we have to say. So, Flux. Doctor Who is back after what seems like a very long time. Yeah. Um, and I don't know about the rest of you, but I would say back with a bang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. So yeah. We're, we're, we're two episodes in. Before we go into it in detail, let's just let's just get a general feeling for things. Uh, Nick, what are you thinking? Um, I was very much looking forward to it. Um, I was very pleased that certainly here in the UK, the the BBC were really good with their trailers and <laughs> for the past at least five or six weeks, actually, I think. Um, so they've been bigging it up, haven't they? And I it hasn't disappointed. I I been very impressed both episodes fantastic um and just lovely to to have the show back on i think really good um robin what do you think um i really 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 am enjoying this uh new season new set series my facebook feed was flooded with trailers like oh for at least a month and my only, you know, it, it, there's too many, there's a lot of new characters to play with. And I've been like, okay, who's this guy again? Where's that guy fit in? Who's this one? But I'm I'm loving it so far. Excellent. Sue? Love it. Saw the first. Haven't seen the second one yet. Here we go again. Hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I have seen enough of the second one to be able to say, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, because I, right, I so you've I seen mind. some of the second one then, but not all. Well, of it. I've seen a lot of the spoiler stuff, and I don't mind spoilers at all. So to me, it's like, yeah, well, hey, this is cool. What's this? Oh, that's what that is. Okay, well, oh yeah, okay, hit them there. Okay, that's good. So, so basically, you've got your own take on episode two, haven't you? Yeah, you're gonna, you're much. gonna, you're gonna make <laughs> up the story for episode two. Yeah, pretty much. And I yeah. really, was, really was... love this TARDIS. I really, really love the the TARDIS crew. I love the last one. I've loved all of Jody's stories, as you well know, yeah, and yeah. that has uh, is not disappointing at all, at all, at all. Good, good. What was what was the last the, the other episode that you that you came in that you hadn't actually seen, and we managed to convince you that <laughs> <laughs> it was last the, Christmas, the, the last the, Christmas special, wasn't it? Wasn't it the New Year's? No, special? I wasn't. No? Was it, was it not Orphan it 55 been. or something? No, I think it was Spyfall Part 2, actually. Uh-huh. It might have been. 
there was I don't know I think it was one of the one of the early ones last season but but, but Darren and I kind of convinced you that that Yaz had been killed off or something Uh yeah Yeah. Yeah. what what do you think of the 14th Doctor Sue now that we've met it you know what's really what's scaring me is because they're using so many pyrotechnics in the first in the very first episode of Flux I, I couldn't see I couldn't look at a lot of it yeah, I think so, this, is, this is just an ongoing thing, really, for you, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. and I, what's really sad is is when we start going back to doing character play, but guess what? Mandip's doing a couple things blind. <laughs> Good old yeah. blind. <laughs> it's like, ah! But I did like the comment that she made to Dan that she knew everything, and I was like, dang. She does listen to our podcast. Jindal's <laughs> listening to our podcast. <laughs> well, she didn't claim to be an expert in everything. That's what's one thing. Mm-hmm. Yet. Close, Yet. though. I mean, close. Yeah. And I was like, yes, they're listening to our <laughs> podcast. And they picked up on that. So. <laughs> good, good. Randy, what do you think? Uh, pretty much the same as everybody else. Um, just about totally positive. Hmm. I think the the only thing that didn't really resonate with me so well, and I think it did with some other people, was the uh, the cold start of episode one, plunging you right in the middle of a, a narrative. Yeah, yeah well, that's not. It leads me to wonder if they'll ever so. circle around and explain how they got into that. I'd, I'd probably not because we've had this before where mm-hmm. where we've we've kind of started in what seems to be the middle of a or, or the end of, uh, yeah. you know, some other adventure that they're having. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is that's literally done just so that it's not just them standing around the console, you know, yeah. chatting yeah. or whatever. It, it's to give some some sort of action packed start. Um yeah. And I also got the impression they're trying to build up the the scenario that some time has passed since mm-hmm. um since Graham and Ryan yeah, have yeah. left. Yeah. Oh well yeah, clearly that I mean that yeah. was that was that was made I think quite clear by you know the the doctor's comment about, you know, since they've gone, have I not taken you to yeah. lots of exciting right. places? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. and you know, I mean, big big finish must be rubbing their hands with glee. Oh, yeah. At this mm-hmm. thought about the, yes, five, good, five we, years time. Five if we years, get these two yeah, back, we've got we've, exactly. we've got we've got fourteen yeah. box sets we can get out of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, minimum. But but great, you know, all in favour of that. My, myself personally, yeah, absolutely. It's the whole serialised nature of, of of going into something where you're getting cliffhangers, where you're getting. Um, plot strands that you're having to follow through episode by episode to find out what happens with it. It, It's intriguing and it's exciting. And I'm, you know, I'm I'm can't just can't wait for the next episode each time. So, yeah, I think, I think the Chibnall era, whilst, you know, I think it's not a secret for myself and for possibly a lot of other people, not everybody, Sue, um, but for a lot of other people (laughs) didn't, didn't really start that strongly there were some some strong stories in the first series, but it it didn't feel like it had a lot of a lot of threat, a lot of menace. But I, I think last season, which was I thought superb and possibly yeah, even yeah. The, the best of the new, you know, the best series mm-hmm. since the since the show has come back. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, 
Yeah. And yeah. and this one has got off to a start that makes me think that it mm -hmm. might this could very well go even even further with that. Yeah. It, it's yeah. and intriguingly, this is one that Chris Chibnall has um, has written all on his own. Yeah. So well, mm -hmm. I mean, it's his name on it. I don't know if you know there are other people who have been that, involved. I think there's another couple of co-writers in a couple of episodes, aren't there? But um, right, okay. I, 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 I hope Vinay is in there. I haven't heard his name mentioned at all oh. this year, but then I've not heard anybody's name. The um, I, I I can't remember where I read it, but the I can't remember the the lady's name either. The the lady who wrote the haunting of. Blah blah blah, 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 blah. Yes, she, she yeah. co-writes one of the episodes, and there's another episode that is co-written. But generally, it's but I, a few people I know have said that this is Chibnall's strength. He's good at serialized drama. You yes, know. yes, mm -hmm. he is. Uh, I mean, you only I had mean, to look at Broadchurch. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. This is kind of like the Doctor Who version of Broadchurch, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> Broadchurch. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like an, an eight or a ten-part series. Yeah, where which is. We've got various different plot strands which are all interlaced together, and yeah. which, which kind of you know, resolve as the as the series goes on. This is yes. clearly what, yeah. what we're going to get here. And, and, uh, and I think also that the closest analogy um, in terms of how long this story is. I mean, you know, if, if you think about, you know, a, an average Doctor episode now is yep. 50 minutes, so the equivalent of two old ones. So we're this looking is at the Daleks' master plan. Master plan, yes, we are, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. we are. Yeah. That, that's what or this, some would say this, trial this, of a time, Lord, but um, yeah. yeah, we are well, looking. I, we are, we are looking at something. I mean, and and also, to be fair, when when I used to audio record the stories and I would edit them together to try and because so, I found I could get two 25-minute stories edited together just about on one side of a 90-minute tape. So we were looking mm -hmm. at a fraction over 45 minutes. Uh -huh. These episodes are 50 minutes long. Yeah. yeah so yeah. we're looking at something that's probably slightly longer than two episodes of the original series. Yes. And yeah. the episode we've just had was an hour. It was an hour, it was an hour wasn't it? Yeah. And I yeah. suspect yeah. the finale will probably be a longer one as well. So yeah. realistically, mm -hmm. we're looking at we are now looking at probably the longest Doctor Who story Doctor that there has ever been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is great. Yeah. You still have the Not My Doctor group saying, oh, how horrible this is. And it's like, hey, dummies, this is fantastic writing. It's been fantastic writing. It's fantastic writing. Open your eyes. I personally think the people who are saying that Doctor Who is too woke these days, I think the baseline for them is they cannot accept that the Doctor is a woman. And they're looking yes. for various other excuses to, to slag it off and have a go at it. But I think that their baseline is the fact that they can't accept that the Doctor is a woman. I think what a lot of people are thinking is, is, is that the show has become immersed in political correctness yeah and it has so, yes. I, don't think it ha I don't think it yeah. has it so has. I, I i don't think it's become immersed in it i think it's taken some of it on board and basically what we're dealing with is representation yes um yes. so you're getting uh, disabled actors you're getting actors of color you're getting more roles for women where we, where you didn't necessarily have them previously and that's just that's just the change that the world is going through. So it's not it's not Doctor Who um, jumping on the bandwagon. It's it's Doctor Who following what's going on in the world. Yeah. And the people yeah. who can't 
who can't accept that because they they say oh well you know this isn't this isn't the show that that i grew up with well it 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 is and it isn't, but the show has yeah. always changed and it's always yeah. changed with the times. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and if, adding... we, if we were getting the show that, that if, if the show never changed, then we would still be having, you know, a crotchety old doctor with uh, a, a child companion and two <laughs> and a male and female older companion. And the episode would be 25 minutes long and yeah. the story pace would be a lot slower and it would still be in black and white. But, <laughs> and, I, and it I, would yeah. be... And it probably and it would never have lasted the fifty some years it's lasted. No, no. Well, because no. it would have I mean, been no. it would have been formulaic and boring, and people yeah. would have dumped it and said, you know, why yeah. watch well, something I've already seen? Yeah, and William Hartnell would be a yeah. hundred and something. <laughs> he was fifty five when he started. I I get the impression that the people who slag off the the Jody era are actually the people who came into it in 2005 because mm -hmm. i you know i i think those of us of a certain age who you know mm -hmm. were watching doctor who in the 70s or 80s we're, we're used to change we know that mm -hmm. a different yeah. a different era has a different feel whereas I, I i i don't know i could be wrong but i get the impression that a lot of the people who have a knock at the jody era are those people who started watching with eccleston or tenant and you know i mean i think the Russell T. Davis and the Stephen Moffat years were quite similar in many ways. You know, um, there were subtle variations, but th there was a thread. And yet, I, I think with Chibnall coming in, it has been quite a radical reinvention in many ways. And I, I get the impression that the people who are slagging it off these days are those people who were started watching it in 2005 and who loved whatever it was, the fantastical whatever, um, and can't quite reconcile this current era with what was going on 11, 12, 13 years ago, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it could be that basically from the start of David Tennant to the end of Matt Smith, we had yes. a very, very similar style. With yeah, Doctor. we did, mm -hmm. we did. You yes. know, the, the, yeah. the, the difference between the 10th and the 11th Doctors wasn't that massive no it wasn't you know, no young no. younger actors quite yeah. quite sort of explosive and energetic and and what have you which obviously you know comes with the youth anyway um we did see a slight change then when, when we switched to to peter capaldi and certainly yeah. you know the and first series with a lot darker and what have you but but um but for that that first period of time that was that was quite different so you will yeah. have a lot of people who for what are we talking six seven eight years yeah, well, from 2000, 2006 to 2014 mm. uh, would have been used to one style of Doctor Who. It yeah. would be like yeah, somebody you, you almost... You also had that element of romance between the Doctor and the Companion during the Tenant and the Smith eras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't know how the rest of you feel about it, but I hated that. Mm -hmm. I just... I That whole soap opera crap just drove me nuts. I yeah, think, I've, I think I've never a, really looked at like the idea of, uh, of of romance in the TARDIS, or not no. not romance involving yeah. the Doctor in the TARDIS no. anyway, because I, I always felt that, yeah. that that was something that the Doctor never got into. And, and if you think about it, you know, you're looking at somebody who is X hundred stroke thousand years old. Mm. Yeah, uh, unless, unless around, it's somebody, of, teenagers and, and... somebody of his own species, then it's, yeah. you know, and, and the whole the whole sort of 
predisposition towards sexual content yeah. um something that the doctor never got into which i felt is something that made it accessible to everybody yeah mm -hmm. yeah um yeah. you know it, you didn't have to desire the the romance side and things of, of what have you. you didn't right. have to yeah you know, you, you know that made no difference to and i think and I think the, the shippers, the hardcore shippers, are the ones that have had the biggest problem with Jody as being a woman and being cast in that role. Is because well, that you, removes you have... from them the element that they, because a lot of shippers will replace themselves, they'll marry Sue themselves into the story and imagine it to them. And with Jody cast as a woman, now you've taken that element out of the story. So. Just my weird little well, thing. No, you, no, you you do have you do have um, that percentage of the of, of fandom uh, who are who are shipping the uh, the Doctor and Yaz now. Yeah, yeah. So there's this whole yeah. this whole sort of phasmin thing going on. Double which mattress. I think, I think double mattress in the control room and the first exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. And and I'm I'm not sure if that was that was something that was and we will actually start talking about the episodes in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm not sure if, if that wasn't something that was quite deliberate because I, I believe things were hinted at that, oh, you know, the Doctor and Yaz end up in bed together this series. And I think that was deliberately aimed at those people who were, who were doing that. And I think the ending up in bed together was literally that end of that opening scene in the first episode, which, you know, is there if, if those people who want to make more of it than, than there is. Yeah, think get something of that, then yeah. then great. But if not, it's just it's yeah. just a soft landing for them, basically. Mm -hmm. So, so anyway, uh, moving on to the mm -hmm. actual um, the actual episodes that we're we're talking about. So so flux. So for a start, obviously we are looking at something which is now one big story, and has got a lot of different elements to it. Mm. So. What are we thinking about what we've seen so far with all of these different plot threads? And let's start with, uh, well, the first thing really that we've we've come across, which is which is Carvanista. Mm. Oh, yeah. he's so cute! <laughs> <laughs> oh, this will come yeah. as no surprise to anyone that this is what Sue is thinking. I love him. I love him. Just wish of that little nose, Dan. Would you, would you, would you? I know some people have found it a little bit too much, a little bit too, too sort of possibly jokey and don't understand why Carvinist seems to have a northern accent. Yeah. Uh, but, I uh, think, I think <laughs> that this is because Obviously, we know that um, he's a, he's from the Lupari, and that they are spe species bonded to mm -hmm. uh, to uh, humanity. So that there's yeah. one Lupari, one Lupa, I should say, to yeah. every human. So, and that's a wonderful. That, great, that's a great idea. That's a it's great a great idea. idea yeah. isn't it's it? a great you know? idea. It's I, I'm not sure quite how logistic. It's no. it is, it is <laughs> people are being but, born and dying all the time, aren't they? You yeah, know, exactly. so, yeah, of both of yeah. both species. So <laughs> yeah. quite yeah. how how that will work. But you know, putting that all aside, um, so if if every if every looper is is species bound to a particular human, hmm. 
then the logical thing would be that they are going to be going to try to be uh, understandable and empathetic to that particular human. And yeah. so I think Carvinista has basically got a Liverpudlian accent because John Bishop has got a Liverpudlian accent. Mm-hmm. I think that's, Could be. that's about it. it it's, they're, they're bonded in that, in that aspect. Yeah. And so he's making himself more understandable to the person he's bonded to. But also, I mean, I, I think one of the, I mean, and I don't know whether this, I don't know how well this translates to America, but I mean, again, I think um, under Russell and Stephen, Doctor Who was very southern in the UK. Uh, Chris Chibnall has made Doctor Who very northern. Now, there's, there is a big north-south divide in the UK, you know, mm. um, and I think one of the big things about the Chibnall era is, you know, we've got a doctor who is a Yorkshire girl. Her companions were from Yorkshire. We've we've got stories set in Sheffield and Liverpool, which are northern Britain. That Doctor is very northern these days. It's very regional, which is again, I think, upsets a few people. To be honest, you know. Um, well, because it was always very home counties. Wasn't it was it? very it was home counties. Very, it was very very yeah. neutral and and obviously very 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 London centric. It's yes. always been very London centric. Yeah. But then that's you kind of understand that because it's being the capital, and so you you know that's it's it would be like in America things being mostly set in New York, say for example. Yes. You know, or or Los Angeles. You know, you're going to you're going to go towards the biggest the bigger cities. But yeah. the fact that it's that the yeah. you know there are there are other parts of the of the country then yeah okay you know it I, I think it all just it all just adds to the 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 rich tapestry of it all personally definitely yeah but I I, I think personally Miles, some people can't accept it you know I think I think that's one of the other reasons that people find the Jodie era too difficult to accept because it's you know, it's um. I mean, you've got the doctor who's a Yorkshire girl. The companion is a Yorkshire girl. You know, that it's quite a radical change. It's. I think some people can't accept this. You know, I th- I think personally, from my own my own perspective, I think that you notice this when it first starts. Um, as the story goes on, you you just forget about it completely. You just it just becomes you know that's who they are, yeah. And it, they just become characters. In the same way as you know, when you meet somebody at work, first of all, and they, you know, they might be from a different part of the world or, uh, or a different religion or what have you, and it's strange and new to you. And after a while, it 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 just becomes, you know, like second nature, like like yeah. working in a, like working in a in a shop at Christmas with Christmas music on. <laughs> begin with it's bloody irritating because it just goes on and on and after a while you just filter it out because it yeah. it, it, it becomes mm-hmm. it becomes the norm yeah so um i think anybody who may have had a problem with it it would be an initial problem and and maybe it's a problem still for them because doctor who is not on as regularly as it used to be whereas yeah. if it were on yeah. for for more of the year and more regularly on a yearly basis um, they would be more used to it, and and it yeah. may not possibly be something that affected them so badly. Well, that, that's that's actually funny you should say that, Mars, because that's one of my bugbears about Doctor Who. Has you know since well since really 2013, we haven't had consistent seasons, have we? In terms of broadcast dates, you know, we've had split seasons, we've had years without it, 
and I, I don't think this has helped the show either. It hasn't. You know, I don't. I don't think it. Ha I think the the irregularity of it, and this is something that's always been a little bit of a problem since it came back, because even the starting time is not. No, it's, it's not. No, it's not. As set as you know. No, it, I mean, exactly. it never yeah. has been to a degree, but it was always on just to start with. It was always on. You know. Sort of quarter past five, half past five on a Saturday mm. for for years, um, and then as various different other things have come on, it's it's shifted around a bit. But it was, you know, going back to the sort of the seventies and the well, certainly the seventies. I can't say the eighties because obviously it shifted to the week uh, yeah. the weekdays then. Yeah. But certainly during John Pertwee, Tom Baker times, it became what became known as part of the Saturday setup. Yeah. Where you had the end of grandstand the the, the the day long sports program um that ran into doctor who that ran into the duchess of duke street mm -hmm. the two ronnies and what mm -hmm. have you and, and this whole saturday evening thing that the bbc seemed to dominate yeah um so you you basically you put the channel on bbc one and you watched it for the entire the entire evening yeah yeah and that was because they had these regular popular programs set at specific specific times or virtually specific times whereas it's it, it's shifted around the the schedule a little bit in recent mm. times mm. Yeah. um you know the peter yeah. capaldi stuff some of this was was going out at eight o'clock at night yes. it was starting yeah. at eight o'clock at night yeah. which you know for those for those of us who who are going to watch the show whatever doesn't really make a lot of difference but for the general the general public it must be quite confusing about right okay i get in from work at this time so great yeah my work stays the same. Hang on a minute. I can't watch this because it's early or because it's late. Or yeah, early. yeah, yeah. And I know that these days that shouldn't make so much of a difference because everything is accessible. Everything's available on catch up. And a lot of shows are, are, are now purely on streaming and you get mm. everything at once and what have you. But but yeah, that's Doctor how Who's I watch it is through a streaming service because I don't have my regular TV. We don't have BBC America. Yeah. Yeah, mm. and so you know they're, they're, that's going to be happening more and more. But Doctor yeah. Who is, is still sort of clinging on to this event TV thing, yeah. which yeah, yeah. which is something that is very much ingrained in the um, in the UK, I think. And this is why it's 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 still going on like this. Um, and I think that's a good thing, particularly when you've got a show like it is at the moment, because you what you don't want is to to come in and and wanting to watch it in parts and then talk to somebody who's seen the whole thing yeah and then right. potentially getting spoiled mm -hmm. um this is where the streaming setup doesn't work yeah as well exactly yeah um whereas if you you know if the program's on at one at one time every week yeah or one day every week and then the next day everybody who's seen it goes in and then they can all talk about it and they're yes. all talking about the same thing and they've nobody's seen what's coming afterwards yeah everybody's just yeah. that one thing that's funny so you should it's funny you should mention that because my partner in the quality control lab i found out is a doctor who fan and he asked me right after the halloween apocalypse came out he says, have you seen it yet? And I said, no, I, I've, I've recorded, but I haven't seen it. He says, you have to watch it so I can talk to you about it. <laughs> Get him on the podcast. <laughs> I'll talk to him, see if he's interested. Yeah. Right, so, yes, so so we've, we've got 
various different threads. So we've got Carvinista, who is basically, we found out, trying to save Dan, because that's the, the human that he's, he's species bonded to, because of the flux, which is this destructive force that we don't know what it is, how it started, what it's all about, but it's moving through the universe and destroying everything in its path, apart from apparently Lupari ships. Who is banging in the background? <laughs> Not me. Was somebody banging? Somebody's banging in the background. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, background noise. Is Nick, are you banging? No, I wish. Oh, my word. <laughs> but anyway, that's, for, that's for another podcast, obviously. So, right, I'm so, yes. Yeah, so we've, so no, I'm not. So, so we've, got, uh, we've got that. Then we've got the next thing that we kind of cut to, if we can we take this through in, in story order from the first story, we cut to um, 1820 Liverpool. Mm, and okay. these these tunnels being dug which apparently was a real a real event these tunnels actually existed and nobody seemed to know what they were about so this is uh this is a historical uh, an actual historical thing which uh, chris chibnall has worked into this which obviously if it's something that that there is a mystery about that's perfect for doctor who mm -hmm. we've then obviously we've, we've introduced dan who has got this relationship starting up with uh with diane who uh, is a, a partially disabled woman, um, which is nice that nothing whatsoever was was drawn attention to with that. Yes. Um, yeah. Treated as perfectly normal, and that's great. That's how it should be. Yeah. We've seen her briefly, but she's been summoned into this mysterious house, and so mm. we don't know where that's all going. We've then got Swarm and Azure, who are clearly the main protagonists, of the series, but who exactly are they? What are they? Swarm clearly knows the Doctor from what we are, we're assuming is, you know, from the, the 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 early days, the Division days, the pre-Hartnell days. We've got uh, the TARDIS, which seems to be suffering in some way, is leaking stuff, and doors are appearing and disappearing, and things are moving around, and and big crystals starting to grow out of the floor and things like that. So we've got this this side of thing going on. Yeah. Um, Where the hell was I during this? Randy, did I? Oh, is this one of the parts that I couldn't see? <laughs> <laughs> You're saying we've, things we've, that I'm like, I know I watched that episode. What, yeah. what, are you, what are you guys talking about? Well, this has happened several. This has happened in both episodes, this, the stuff mm -hmm. in the office. We've yeah, got... Yeah, I'm wondering... Part of the swarm and Azure thing was, um, as well, was Azure to begin with seemed to be a normal human, human being. girl yeah. in yeah. the Arctic yeah. Circle, and we haven't we haven't had that side of things explored yet. We've got um, Claire, who has appeared briefly, who seems to know the Doctor already, but the Doctor uh, and Yaz haven't met her yet, and then Claire has been attacked by a weeping angel and sent back to somewhere we don't know we've got vinda who i think is just who is just a character obviously he was there on this um on outpost rose which was a nice little touch and he's obviously now getting embroiled in the story with uh with yaz and presumably after this will be also with with the doctor and dan as well in, in parts but, um, so we've got the weeping angels in it. We've got uh, what else? The Sontarans, of course, mm -hmm. have come into it 
now. We've got this, this strange thing is going on with the Doctor at the beginning of episode two, when the Doctor's waking up. Um, she's in front of this weird Escher-esque black and white house. Lung Barrow. Lung Barrow is whatever I'm <laughs> thinking. Yes, I don't know whether this is the case or not. I don't know. Um, we've now we've now added to things um, the uh, the Temple of Atropos and the Mori, uh, who are on the planet Time. Whether this is something to do with the origins of the Flux, I don't know. We know that we've got in in some way coming forward. We've got um, the Cybermen are going to appear next week. It looks like we've got the Weeping Angels into it. So we've got all these these various different threads. Mm. And I don't think we really know where any of it's going at the moment. Yeah. No, it's like you need a scorecard to figure out who's who and yeah. where they fit into the story. But it's wonderful, though, isn't it? I love it. Yeah. Because I, you know, I, I think, again, one of the great things about the Chibnall era is, I mean, Russell T. Davis and Stephen Moffat were were tarts for the media. They, they'd dropped subtle hints for, you know, listings, magazines, and, and, and Chibnall is so tight-lipped about what he does. Nobody knows what he's doing, and that pisses some people off, I think, but I love that. I love well, it. I, I, like it I must yeah. admit, I'm, yeah. quite, I'm quite fond of it, because can you imagine had we not had spoiled Christopher Eccleston leaving or, um, or uh, John Sim mm. returning as the master? Yeah. You know, if, uh, and if we hadn't known these things, then they would have been incredible surprises. Exactly. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. And that that's what you want, I think. You know, I mean, I, you know, I, I think, you know, the, the whole, I mean, like you were saying, Miles, last season was brilliant because I don't think any of us had any idea what was going to happen in those final two episodes and the potential revelations about the Doctor's past. Um and I, 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 that sense of mystery is fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. it's it's incredible. That's what you want, I think. Yeah, I, well, mean, I like we, it because we... I can't figure it out. Well, I mean, that's it. That's, that's why that's... that that's what keeps drawing me back in. If I can mm-hmm. figure out the story within the first ten minutes, it's frankly kind of boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, one thing, one thing I I think is going to become significant. I think is this is going to tie in to the doctor's past mm-hmm. yes um uh the, the fact that the swarm um uh, has, has mentioned about um you know this this dance th- that they've had through time battling each other mm-hmm. uh and the doctor has no memory of it and the fact that um it would appear that when he was imprisoned quantum locked um in that prison on that planet uh, the division were mentioned so this is again mm-hmm. clearly something that goes back to you know the earlier times of gallifrey yeah i also think that this this whole thing with um with the arctic circle which has let's say it was, was only briefly touched upon but um you had the girl who was called anna i believe who was who subsequently th- turns out was azure that whole sequence was very reminiscent i felt of ruth and lee in fugitive mm-hmm. of the judo yes yeah there yeah. was there was yeah. the character that was actually the doctor but wasn't aware of who she was because yeah. of the yeah. wasn't exactly a chameleon arch but 
you know her 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 memory was hidden from her yes um and lee was clearly somebody who was there to to look after her look to, after, to, to, yeah. to to to, yeah. to protect her defend her yes and yeah. what have you yeah um, and i mean I was, swarm swarm regenerates as well doesn't it the actor who plays swarm when he's tied up is not the same actor who plays him and he, no, there and was he a talk, younger and an older one wasn't yeah there? he talked about being renewed and which yeah. goes back to Troughton and Harnold yeah. doesn't it you know so there's yeah there's there's obviously a story here somewhere I think yeah 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 and when, doesn't Azra say oh that feels so much better yes when she changes mm -hmm. she says yeah. oh that feels so much better so yeah. she's not exactly like Ruth because she knows who she is but she's she's got a costume on pretty much the human figure for her was a costume and then yeah. when she was able to go back to what she was she's like ah oh, fine yeah you know i could take this thing off yeah kind of thing but almost the, like a mask the whole i mean the whole arctic circle thing which i you know i've not heard people go into in too much detail but i think this is is quite significant i think it, it will be quite significant in this um they were there doing whatever they were doing in the Arctic Circle, the two of them, and then this drone thing appears. Yeah. Um, and she smashes it, and um, I think he said they promised they promised this would never happen except mm -hmm. in the gravest of emergencies. Mm -hmm. Is this again? Is this division related? Mm. Why has somebody who is clearly a being of immense power why have they been sort of transformed into a human and are they aware of who they are were they mm. aware of who they were because mm. she doesn't seem to know to start with and then as soon as swarm touches her face and she becomes azure yeah it's like suddenly she she knows who she is again so is this is this a similar kind of thing to what we mm. had with with fugitive of jadoon with with yeah. with ruth yeah, I get the impression they were. I get the impression they were trying to keep Azure and Swarm separate. So you've got Swarm who has been bound for all eternity, whereas Azure has been left, like you say, in with, with yeah. a human, with a human. So there's obviously some reason they've been kept apart, isn't there? You but know? if if mm. if Azure is that dangerous, is that mm. is that a a sensible? Because we've seen obviously with mm. with with Ruth even before you know the whole the, the jadoon thing that there were there were flashes of, of yes yeah things that that, that she seemed mm -hmm. to, to know um mm -hmm. that that obviously became more and more pronounced when um wow. circumstances changed and um <coughs> it was like her her real self began to assert herself and yeah. the, being drawn to the lighthouse yeah. So the 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 real her was was inside mm -hmm. and was coming through. So to, to to if you've got something that's potentially going to threaten the entire universe, mm. um, to just leave them leave them free, but to mask their memory if you like and change them mm -hmm. into something else. It doesn't seem like the the, the securest of prisons, shall we say? No. <laughs> But I'm guessing that they're going on the well, assumption that they they thought Swarm was in prison for eternity, yeah. so she was safe. I guess that. So, yes. but I, I I think I suppose the bottom line is somebody, and that was probably the the division, chose to imprison Swarm, and then you know Chameleon Arch or whatever they did to Azure 
because you know they thought that was the safest thing to do. So obviously there's a, there's an outside force working here, isn't there? Basically. Yeah, it does seem that way. Certainly, mm-hmm. there's something well, going on. Yeah, and and then once they're together, they have their they have their silent third guy. Yeah, yes, passenger. passenger. Doesn't, doesn't he look like the shadow from the Armageddon mm-hmm. factor? Yes, <laughs> yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. There, there, there seems to be quite a lot of um, of callbacks. Oh again, yeah, little tiny little things. I love um, that. You know, we've had uh, we've had mention of Nitro Nine. We had when the Doctor first meets Dan. The first thing she says is, "Oh, hello, I'm the Doctor. Run for your life." Mm-hmm. Hello, Dan. Nice to meet you. Run for your life. Whatever, whatever it was. Very similar to to, um, to Eccleston. We've had the Cloister Bell, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, with these these things that that um, these little floaty triangle things that we had in the Temple of Atlas, yes. the first thing that I thought when they started appearing, particularly, I think, partially because of the voice as well as the fact that they were sort of glowing mm-hmm. lighty things, stones was of the, blood, the Megara yep. from the yeah. stones uh-huh. of blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we've got that. We've got um, the tunnels in Atropos where when Yaz meets Williamson. Uh, which is another point, you know, how did he get to be there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the, everybody everybody in episode two was in a different place to where they were the week before. Yes, mm. yeah. Which mm. is slightly weird. But but when he meets Yaz in the tunnels, he's like, oh, these things keep changing, which reminded me of the horns of Nymon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they, they were, they were the labyrinth there that the Nymon mm-hmm. used kept, yeah. kept, kept changing all the time. So there's there's all these little little things which, <clears throat> on their own, if you if you don't know if you don't know the history, mean absolutely nothing, and they're just intriguing little mysteries. But if you if you've got that sort of back knowledge, yeah, then yeah, nice yeah. little callbacks. Yeah, yeah. And and doesn't Azure call him brother? Yeah, they're, they're brother, brother and sister, don't they? I think brother yeah. And sister. yeah. And yeah. he tells yes. the doctor, I've known you for a long time, da da da. We've always battled, blah blah blah. So could she possibly be, since nobody knows what she is, or if she's Gallifreyan or whatever, because of the, the Well, we know what this they're the master possibly... and the Rani, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> but couldn't couldn't she possibly be one of their species? But we don't know. Yeah. We we see what we what we don't we don't yeah. know what swarm on and as you are i believe if i've if i'm correct they might be the ravagers i've heard mention of the ravagers mm-hmm. and this kind of fits with what they are but that could just be a description that's not necessarily what the species is clearly and there might they're capable of of changing form to a degree mm-hmm. i mean there might be a her regeneration maybe the same thing as the flux and maybe the same thing or a, a regeneration maybe the same thing as when he swarm touches azure and she goes and she changes form is that her regenerations could be if they're of their if they're of the same species but just a little bit different that could be the same kind of energy regeneration energy could be the same energy as the flux and yeah yeah it it could it could it be because we, we know we know that the doctor was found on gallifrey or or, mm-hmm. or, or found and brought right. to gallifrey and so predates the time lords 
you know, are based based on what we found out last year. And we, we, we nobody currently knows where the doctor actually originated from. So maybe the doctor originated from the same place as Swarm and Azure. Exactly. And maybe that's where so and, and the doctor's regeneration and the, the, the regeneration that Time Lords use is is one one way of doing it and and like you say the the what uh, swarm and azure are doing is kind of the same thing hmm. and one went down a little naughty path and the other went down maybe a naughty path but a more righteous you know i'm gonna help help people and the others were like what the heck this 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 could Ooh. be this could be something along the lines of the black and the white guardian Mm-hmm. You know, it would, I mean, I, I, I personally, I wouldn't like to 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 consider it quite like that because I think that the character of the Doctor has always worked best as just a mysterious traveller in time, and I don't think we need to make the Doctor some kind of omnipotent guardian of righteousness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think he having always play fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I was interesting. There were six, six segments of the key to time. There were six of the uh-huh. what were they called? The Morley. There were six of them yes. as well. I wonder if there is yeah. a connection, possibly. You know. Well, what we uh-huh. found out about the Morley, and we seem to be focusing slightly more on on episode two because mm-hmm. I think possibly, <coughs> excuse me, because we found out a bit more in episode two. Mm-hmm. The Morley are on the planet Time. Time, yeah. And what was it that they said that that time? No, sorry, they were quantum locked against Swarm and Azure after last time. After last time, yes, yeah. They said all time must pass through the Mori, or time will become unstoppable and everything will be broken. Yeah. Time is evil and it will seek its own, is what was actually said. Okay. Um, Swarm oh, wow. said so cool. Atropos, Atropos, where it all began and will begin again. He also, um, when they, uh, when the doctor appeared and they gave their names, he said, uh, translations, but they'll do. Yes. Yeah. And the Maury, they were quantum locked against us after last time. So clearly uh, the Temple of Atropos is something which has a history with them and presumably with the doctor. Yeah. And it's something something to do with time. And so if time is this force that that originated on the planet and goes through the Mori and the Mori uh, are damaged and one of them has been, another one of them has been killed, I think, from what what we Mm -hmm. can see. see. And maybe this is what has started the flux, possibly. Hold on, guys, hold on. <clears throat> I have to start it's the chameleon. It's the chameleon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another, another, so. another thing as well. Um, when the doctor arrives on um, in the temple of Atropos, she says that the temporal readings are at zero. Yeah. Which, oh, yeah. when we were talking about spatial coordinates being at zero, um, that was Warrior's Gate. That was the gateway. Mm-hmm. But this is slightly different because these are the temporal readings. So this is almost like a temporal version. Is this a temporal version of the gateway? Oh. You know, mm. a, the God, gateway. Ad- Adric's coming back, isn't he? Oh. Adric is <laughs> <laughs> which is 
British boy passenger is, is wearing a mask. Yes. So, so he can't say anything. Patrick. So he can't start talking hmm. in the third person. <laughs> um, well, Cat will be happy. <laughs> Event one, the beginning of time. Yeah. 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 No, and again, you know, I mean, event one was the beginning of, of the universe, wasn't it? But mm-hmm. was that also where where time began? I mean, there's so much, stuff, you know, yeah. that we, we, we try and understand from what little we know, yeah. what, what people have told us and what yeah. makes sense in the story term. But I, I keep forgetting to go look it up since I heard it. Isn't uh, Atropos the name of one of the three fates? Yes, yes, <clears throat> and the um, uh, and I think that that this is it's Greek, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think this is where where the term Mori comes from as well. Hmm. And that there, as you say, there were three fates, and one of them was Atropos or Atropo. But this is not an uncommon thing with Doctor Who writers when they will take something like this and they will use the various elements that we know from something. Mm-hmm. To make a story out of it doesn't necessarily follow that you know that this is this is actually tied into the fate well no I, I was just miss. wondering if, that could that could yeah. be where the 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 idea for it came from yeah i was i was wondering if the choice of that name was a clue it possibly possibly it could be a clue it could be a red herring this is the beauty mm-hmm. of it we, we yes we really don't know because this is being laid on thick as a mystery. And mm-hmm. obviously, as time goes on, things will become more apparent with it. Um, and as, as where we are at the moment, it's all working extraordinarily well. Mm-hmm. Um, and is, uh, you know, a cracking romp. And we're, we're left desperately wanting to know what happens and so wanting to tune in next week because it, it's it's gripping us now oh i saw could... the cliffhanger that was that was wild so it's like oh. well we've had two extremely good cliffhangers i'm gonna lose my character mm-hmm. <laughs> <No>. well <laughs> one thing we one thing we know for a fact is that we're not gonna we're not gonna lose your character for, for next week because we've seen the next time trailer um what does seem oh, to happen you, oh. is 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 it looks like Yaz is is in a uniform and then mm, becomes yeah. a, a, an older male white figure. Yeah. Yeah. So whether hmm. that's Yaz being replaced by somebody or what, I don't know. So wait a minute, uh, you guys have got because I have not seen the next time trailer at all and on anything. I'm, I guess either nobody's sharing it on Twitter on my Twitter feed or. Well, because you haven't seen the episode, Sue. It's at the end of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) That's the bottom line, Sue. The end of the episode shows the next Uh, time. uh, Yeah. Well, but I mean, usually you see those things, too, on, like, uh, Twitter or on, you know, once the second episode would be shown, then you see all these feeds. And I would have seen, we're exactly the same place where I saw the spoilers. I would have seen the next time trailer and it's really weird. I have not seen that at all. It's like, hmm, okay, that's weird. Do you do you subscribe to um the Doctor Who YouTube channel, the UK one? Because no. I've noticed see, I've noticed BBC America are really being 
they're not showing any Doctor Who trailers at the moment on YouTube. Um, and they used to. They used to be really good at it. Whereas all the all the trailers on YouTube now are coming from the the UK side. So it's like BBC America. BBC America have almost given up on it. I think you know, which is a bit sad. Mm. But if oh, you then. subscribe, to, if you subscribe to the Doctor Who channel on YouTube, the BBC version, you'll get all the trailers and next time stuff. And yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. That might be what's going on because it's yeah. like. You know, I saw the spoilers and I thought, oh, well, that's because somebody shared it on Instagram. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I got to see at least part of this and nothing. Uh, or, you know, usually you're flooded with Doctor Who stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that might be it. Yeah, it's all over my Facebook feed, so. Yeah, but then I belong to like, I have, but then I belong to like a half a dozen different Doctor Who groups on Facebook, so. That's it. That's why, too. And I I'm, I'm, have wig yeah. stuff all over mine and dogs and. Males and, <laughs> and dogs acting and males and writing. Dogs and males. Dogs and males and writing. Dogs and males. <laughs> Sounds like a Chekhov play. <laughs> Sounds like a fetish club. <laughs> oh, dad. dad. No, but I, I, I mean, I. I, I love going on to YouTube, and I mean, for years, BBC America were really good at, you know, promoting the series, but they, they've done nothing for this series, actually. Um, whereas the B, BBC UK, have, you know, they're very good at... The, in the UK, the, the BBC have got a specific Doctor Who channel on YouTube, um, and there's also the general BBC channel, and they're both very good at showing trailers and behind-the-scenes videos. But this okay. this series, BBC America, have, I think, done one video as, as a preview on YouTube, and that's been it. BBC America which has is, changed, which is in... It's become much more the, the Star Trek rerun channel than showing British TV. Uh-huh. BBC America, and it's, yeah. It, I yeah, I mean, it used to be you could find all kinds of really interesting British programming that we would never see over here. And lately, it's just been a repository uh -huh. of Star Trek episodes, and you That's see the same thing over and over and over again. And it's... Uh -huh. I wonder if, wonder if this has got anything to do with BritBox. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. Yes, yes. Oh, Although you, you would assume that the, the B, if a channel with the BBC's name on it would really be showing BBC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't had BBC America for like three years now, and... I'm not miss. I don't feel like I'm missing anything mm. because I can. I have. I can catch the broadcast of Doctor Who through uh, my YouTube TV channel, and I'm and I'm good. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know the the um, yeah because I've noticed that uh, BBC America no longer has a lot of the Poirot or yeah Marvel or any of that so, sort of stuff. Nothing, nothing like that. Uh, Midsummer's Night Murders, none of none of it. And it's yeah. Like, what, the, what the heck? They used to have the Wire. All yeah. Kinds, everything, everything, and it was, and now it's. It's all migrated over to Britbox. Yeah, it's all migrated over to Britbox. It's just a paid subscription if you want to see it. Yeah. Well, possibly this is something that may be changing in the future, um, because there are suspicions that, with Russell T Davis uh, and Bad Wolf taking over the production of Doctor Who, that. One of the things that's been postulated is that 
um, is that Russell T Davis might actually be about to create like almost a Doctor Who channel yes. um, with the with an extended universe. So obviously, because he created um, he created Torchwood and the Sarah Jane Adventures to mm. start with, and then we've had Class that's come out. And the idea that there are all these potential sort of spin-off shows that the show could have, and there's enough enough Doctor Who content from the history of the of the program to to fill uh, the vast majority of of a channel. I want um, the Tribe of Gum as a soap opera. Five nights a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> That's what the world is crying out for. It's old mother's mm, load. Old again. mother! <laughs> Go to laundrette, old mother! Anyway, um, <clears throat> back back to the uh, the topic yeah. in hand because we've 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 seemed to have veered slightly. Yeah. That would be wonderful. That would be a wonderful thing if he did that. Well, as uh, long uh, as he allowed us to see it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's there's talk, isn't there, of Sony um, investing heavily in Bad Wolf. Oh, really? Mm. So that would that would give um, a massive budget, and you know, in the same way as we've got um, the Marvel extended universe and the DC extended universe and the Star Wars extended universe, and you know, all these different Star Trek shows coming out as as part of the same universe the whole the, yeah. the theory behind that is that this is what tv is doing at the moment mm. um doctor who was slightly ahead of its time when it started doing that with the two different shows uh like russell t davis said you know he was he was 15 years or 10 10 15 years too early with it uh but now that he's coming back is this what you know what the plan is to to create this much bigger product so you could have you know the main show doctor who you could have torchwood come back you're clearly not going to get the sarah jane adventures but you could have something with ace you could have um you could have a series of eighth doctor adventures you could bring back oh that would be amazing i would love that more yeah i think we'd oh, all man, love that that would be fantastic you know you could have you could have um the paternoster gang coming back with 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 stuff you know you could have rose tyler earth defender you know as was was mentioned previously yeah. you can have all these they finish shows. has Any... replaced john hurt as the war doctor with i don't remember the actor's name but there's a new series Jonathan of Carly. war doctor audio adventures there yeah. that opens up a whole time war option yeah one thing russell t davis always said about the time war was that he never intended to show it because it would never live up to what it would be in your imagination and i think right. the, i think the big finished box sets are proving that actually i, I, I think the, the they the, the box sets of the war stuff that big finish do is a bit limited i find actually yeah you know it's it doesn't go anywhere it doesn't go anywhere you know i've not i've not heard any of it but i think the, the problem is that you know the concept of the time war is a, a war that takes place through time so, so yeah, it can yeah. be at, at any point at any time yeah um between two species who are able to move through time and so 
how do how can we even envisage what that is like exactly and, and, and how do you time, and how do you even fight in time precisely yeah you can't exactly. fire conventional weapons so oh. it's it's a you know it, it's something that that as a concept is fantastic when you actually start to try and visualize it and and explain it yeah it loses a lot of that mystery it and and it, it pro probably yeah. never live up to that so he's yeah. right in that respect you know in the same in the same way as you know you can never explain you should never explain everything about the doctor no or, no. or, or the tardis or 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 you know or, or yeah, the, the exactly. greater oh. mysteries of the show because once you do that where is the mystery you have There's to have mystery. Mystery. yeah yeah and to bring this back to us reviewing these last two episodes Please. when the hell when the hell did the Sontarans develop time travel technology well actually that's not at all an unusual thing i mean they were um, trying for it weren't they they've tried for it but obviously now they've got it haven't they've, they they've, you they've know. clearly they've never been they've never they've never mastered it no. Um, but if you if you think about the the Sontaran history, the first time we see them, um, Lynx uses uh, a, an an osmic projector, I think it is, to 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 um, hijack the scientists from the future. Mm. So he projects himself forwards in time as best I've always he can. tried to do that i'd love to, to project myself forward in time i'll <laughs> <laughs> just, just project myself project anyway myself. i don't mind really you know um so we've got that then in obviously they try and invade gallifrey because they want to they time, want to yeah. harness time travel in the two doctors yeah there's yes. the carts rhymer um yes. experiments yes. so that they've had this history with wanting to do more with time yeah yeah, yeah. um and obviously we haven't seen a lot of what's been going on with the Sontarans for many years, really. So who knows what, what they've managed to do. You know, the, the, the Cybermen for many, many years had nothing to do with time travel. That's right, yeah. And then, yeah. you know, we had Attack of the Cybermen the and Cybermen, suddenly, yeah. suddenly yeah. they seem to have some sort of rudimentary understanding of it. The Daleks obviously didn't have time travel to start with and then then in the chase they were able to chase the doctor through time and space so suddenly yeah. they had time they had time yeah. travel so you know I, I don't think the fact that the Sontarans have suddenly got some sort of understanding of of time travel is um is out of the question at all it's not it's no. certainly not it's certainly not something that that's a that's a deal breaker in any way shape or form I don't think I do think they look brilliant they brought back the older yeah. look of the Sontarans. Yeah. Although, although I think the the, the Dan Starkey esque Sontarans mm. were more were more like the newer ones, but with mm -hmm. the with the um, with this new armor, which looks mm. much better than the blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much mm. better than the blue, and and more like armor should look like. The other stuff looked looked a bit shiny and pristine. Yeah. And um, yeah. and I think they've really done a good job mm. uh, with with the new Sontarans. They look fantastic. They did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're and they're more they're more akin to the old Sontarans. They're more they're more of a threat. They're brutal. This mm -hmm. is what we've needed with the Sontarans for a long time is to bring yeah. them back as a as a as a more a they have a grittier they have a yes. grittier yeah. more. Yeah. You know, they look like they've been in the battlefield. They don't look like 
a cartoon version or a character yeah, or mm-hmm. a character yeah. of themselves. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's ironic, been, isn't it? I mean, it, the Santanas have appeared more in the new series than they did in the old. You know, so, yeah. so the Zygons. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, people's conception or you know view of the Santanas is is a is a bit of a joke alien race, isn't it? Really? Yeah. So compared to the old series, um, I yeah. think that that that's something which has really more happened with since since they came back when they were treated as a little bit more of a joke and then you had you know Strax obviously as the as the, the comedy Sontaran there's always been a slightly comedic side to the Sontarans but it's never been never been the, the main thrust of what they're all about and no. that has been the way that they've been treated more over the last few years and I think you know using Strax as a character I think that's fine you can you can have a comedy Sontaran that's great but you don't want to dilute the yeah. the menace of the whole species by that and what what they've done now with these new Sontarans is is bring back a lot of that menace and yeah. the the Sontaran who was who was captured and then took the message back to the the, the Sontaran general uh, and was then summarily just executed because he yes. captured yeah. and, and and then they they just rounded up the three people who'd wandered onto the um, the base in Liverpool yeah. and and just and just shot them, just executed them yeah. there and there. Yeah. Yeah. So they've you know they've got that these the um, even even the, the the battle the I mean the battle in the Crimea mm. um, where it was a massacre it was the massacre that um, that Skag said it was going to be um, and there was no compunction with that they just they just wiped out the British forces. Mm. completely and utterly and then he's he stood there surrounded by all the bodies and then there's the one next to him he just turns around on the ground and he just shoots it. it's already shoots dead him. he just yeah. turns around and shoots yeah. mm-hmm. so the Sultarans yeah. have got this this grit yeah. back with them mm-hmm. which makes yeah. them far more threatening yeah which is great but they've still maintained some of the comedy side of things you know he says mm-hmm. that why did you choose? Well, the doctor says, "Why did you choose the Crimean War? Oh, so much, so much battle, so much bloodshed, so much suffering. Plus, I wanted to ride That's a horse. horse." Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, the one thing I missed, I, I was really hoping, because the big thing about the Sontarans, they always, they always used to talk about the female thorax, didn't they? Because you know, not not being able to recognise a male human and a female human, and I was kind of hoping they might look at Jody's doctor and sort of say, but. You know, but you you have a female thorax because that was the big thing that that they couldn't work out the difference in males and females. And I remember in the the Time Warrior, um, Link's looking at Sarah Jane and saying, "Oh yes, your your thorax is smaller." Um, uh, I kind of hoped that they might have. I, I was almost hoping they they'd almost like challenge Jodie as the Doctor, saying, "You cannot be the Doctor. You're female," sort of thing. You know what I mean? I thought that would be. But, that would but be then you look at you look at Strax who. You know, constantly. Have, what are you doing, boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say to yeah, um, yeah. to Clara. um, to Clara, because they 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 can't tell the difference, which is quite funny actually for a clone species that all look the same to suddenly yeah. not be able <laughs> yeah. to differentiate between people. But who then, but they different. never look the same. They change for every episode, don't they? As well, that's the weird thing, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, I I did think that the new ones actually had possibly more of a of a look of the two doctors Sontaran. Yeah, they did. But, yes, they did. Yeah. But with more with more solid heads and yeah. and collars. Yeah. 
Um, so there's a there's a there's a, 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 a sort of a hint of the original sort of time warrior Sontarans about them, but I love the comments. Possibly leaning more towards the, the two doctors. It's what? Sorry, Sue. I love the comment that one Sontaran made to the other about being old. You're looking old. You look you look disgusting. Disgusting. You're <laughs> absolutely <laughs> disgusting. And it's, it's, that's Dan Stark, isn't it? He goes, well, there's no point dwelling on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was great. I don't know whether we're going to see the Sontarans again this season because in theory they've they've all been now been been blown up. But yeah. um the fact that we've got them back is great and hopefully they will appear now more more frequently and and in a, this more menacing capacity and one thing yeah. that i have always wanted to see that we've never had since it's been even right back from the time warrior uh, knowing that they're in this endless war with the rutans mm-hmm. is to have a sontaran versus rutan story mm-hmm. yeah. yeah 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 and the rutans yeah. would look so much better now yeah. With the, the CGI effects that you can do, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't think they looked bad in the horror of Fang Rock, but but you can imagine what they could do now and have a have a proper conflict with the Sontarans against the Root, and that would be yeah. that would be brilliant. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, but yeah, I, I'm great that the Sontarans are back. Absolutely brilliant. I've always been a huge fan of the Sontarans, and um, and nice to see that they've kept all the 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 proper facts about them, like the probic vent. Yeah. Um, yes. And maybe slightly, slightly more of an explanation as to why they needed to recharge. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although this was one of the the elements from this uh, from the War of the Sontarans that that I thought, yeah, okay, this is this is possibly pushing credulity a little bit far. It's the fact that, <laughs> and I think you know what I'm going to say here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they all have to recharge every 27 hours for seven At and a half same minutes. Time. Yeah. And they decide they're all going to do it at the same time <laughs> in the middle of a battle. What's that? Really? They've, they've had, they haven't invented shifts. <laughs> um, and the question has been raised as well is, is the Santaran that was taken prisoner, um, how did he recharge? Yeah, good point. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. you know, and Strax. How did Strax recharge? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe so, solar cells or something. But then he he lactates. Strax lactates, doesn't he? He can produce milk, so maybe he just drinks his own milk or something. Mm. You know. No, I'm not going to go there. No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Miles, okay. Miles, yeah, please, that please, edit, right. please edit that comment from this. <laughs> 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 there, one one thing line. that the yeah, uh, cool. one thing that the, these new Santarans have developed is a uh, stormtrooper capabilities. Yes. In, in, in as much as when they were chasing after Dad, there were about twelve of them, and they were all shooting at him. Yeah, <laughs> and they couldn't get anywhere near him. <laughs> but you know, obviously, then obviously they're not they're not going to hit the, um, the the new companion. And um, uh, I think enough enough was done to show to show their menace. And clearly, when it came to um, the Crimea, they were they were bloody sight better shots then. But talk about the Crimea, I've got to say, and I, I know I mentioned this to you the other week, Mars, when we chatted um, on Messenger, but I, I think the Jodie era has been so impressive visually. You know, I, yes. I think all, all three series have been beautifully shot. Um, and not just, 
also just the way they show normal everyday life as being very beautiful. I mean, you know, Liverpool and Sheffield are industrial cities being shown in a really beautiful way. So it's not just the alien side of things. Everything about, I think, the visual side of Doctor Who these days is really beautiful. The visuals are incredible. I, yes, they really absolutely, are. Absolutely. You know. and, and a lot of that is to do with, um, you know, obviously we know that they're using new cameras. Um, so everything's been, formed in, been filmed in high definition. We've got advances in CGI technology. Um, so in, in, realistically, it, it should continue to look better and better. And obviously, when you're only making six episodes a year, yeah, or yeah. every two years, you know, yeah. and you can plow the resources into it to do that. Um, you would expect you would expect the, the, the visuals to be to be good. I mean, a lot of people have criticized the uh, the, the start of the series um, with the Doctor and Yaz being yeah. suspended above that, but the boiling acid and what have you and saying that, oh, that, you know, that the effects on that weren't weren't great. I mean, they were great. They, they, were. May, yeah. uh-huh. they may they may not be as good as we've seen since then. Yeah. Um, and in comparison to some things, they might not have been, you know, top top notch. But you know, you can look back at the uh, at a lot of the effects through the history of the show, and yeah. Yeah. if you lose yourself in the story, the effects are brilliant. Yeah. Precisely. Whether they're whether yeah. they're actually brilliant or not, it's only yeah. when you get something that's really grating yeah. that that it takes you out of the story things like um the the snake in kinder for example yeah. or the the problems that they had with um trying to trying to go too far with the uh, the cso effects in underworld yeah which, what, was the, which, what was the creature that was green and the murka murka okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah that was that one was that was bad yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the, the one the thing... where the, the where the one scene where I can't remember the character's name, but she actually jumps at the thing to to attack yeah. it to, yeah. to have her yeah. death moment. Ingrid Pitt, that's it. Ingrid yes. Pitt, that's it. Yeah, yeah you but, had but, to. But what Ingrid Pitt had a history of jumping at people. <laughs> <laughs> I know, as as, yeah, as somebody who, who was jumped at by her. Oh, you looking man. Yeah, but I was watching the I watched the DVD extra happen? on that, and Peter Davison and and I think Janet Fielding and were talking about how you know they basically said the whole thing that that monster was just absolute rubbish. It they yeah. finished. You, you he said, he said they finished out. painting it right before they filmed, <laughs> so any time anybody yeah. got near it, they were covered in green paint. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the part of the problem with that was that was the, the Merc the Merca wasn't actually finished. The, 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 the such were the, uh, the the stresses of the production schedule um, that they didn't actually manage to get it finished. Plus, you know, they were they were trying to basically operate it as a pantomime horse, and they did actually use the two guys who played the pantomime horse in in Rent-A-Ghost Rent-A-Ghost. To, yeah. to to play the to play the part. But Miles, so, why were you jump by Ingrid Pitt? I want this story. Um, <laughs> how did Ingrid Pitt jump you? Well, she didn't actually jump me, but um, in two thousand and what would this be? Two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight, something oh. like that. Um, uh, a friend of mine was uh, who was the film and TV reviewer for uh, Radio Devon. Yeah. Um, was um, 
was going around and interviewing as many Doctor Who celebrities as he could um, for the, the, you know, for for the uh, the radio station. Um, He didn't have transport. And so he said, you know, would I mind driving him to to some of these places so that we could uh, so that he could he could interview people? I thought, well, great. It gives me a chance to, you know, to interview you know, to be there and to meet these people as well. So we we did some astonishing, absolutely astonishing trips. We went to Barry Letts' house very shortly before he died and, oh, wow. and, uh, and spent time with him. Uh, um, Stuart Fell, Michael yeah. Kilgariff, wow. oh, um, Jeffrey Beavers, um, just just loads of people. Peter Purvis, yeah. you know, we've been been wow. seen met so many people. But one of the people wow. that we went to was was to Ingrid Pitt. We went okay. to Ingrid, Ingrid Pitt's house. Yeah. Um, walked through the door, and um, the first thing that hits you is this massive smell of incense. Incense, <laughs> not incest. Incest. Not smell of incest. <laughs> Oh, boy, there is a this this is going to be edited. <laughs> it's massive smell of incense. Incest. So Ingrid Ingrid Pitt comes out, and yeah. obviously we are we are you know this is this is somebody who was, um, who was in their thirties in the um, in the early seventies, who is probably at this point their late sixties, early seventies. Un, almost unrecognizable as as the person that you you knew this voluptuous beauty back then yeah. and for whatever reason i have no idea why <laughs> but she took a bit of a shine to me oh 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 my darling she said you are so beautiful oh. i want to i want to lay on you oh so, so I, I I spent most of the time trying trying to trying to avoid being laid on by Ingrid Pitt, <laughs> which which is something that had had it been twenty years, years earlier, previously. yeah, exactly. When I when I was when I, I was much younger was. and she was much younger, I would have been very very happy for Ingrid Pitt to have laid on me, but uh, but yes, not not a not a seventy year old woman who is clearly not in very good condition. But it was it's, it's something of an honour to think that this this. Oh, this okay, so we we found a new strand for this podcast. Just, it's uh, fan, fantasy Doctor Who porn now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here's our new show now. <laughs> yes. Anyway, <laughs> enough of enough Dude. of back to the, back to the flux. <laughs> she she was fluxing that day, wasn't she? Obviously, <laughs> I, was, I was fluxing. I tell you, <laughs> or flexing. Yeah. Um, comment comment from War of the Santarans. Um, actually, from uh, from. I think it was from the the the, some, the Magara-esque thing. Said the flux united the inner temple. Oh, hmm. that was well observed. I, I I didn't pick that one up. Well, no. I, when I when I rewatched the the yeah. uh, the story, I we rewatched both of these. I've only seen them both twice. Yeah. Uh, once on original viewing, and then the second time I, I went back and I sort of paid I, not that i wasn't paying attention to start with but i was just enjoying the story yeah, the yeah, yeah, second yeah, yeah. time around yeah. i was looking for hints. little hints and clues yeah, and yeah, things and yeah. bits of dialogue and things like that and this was one of the, the lines of dialogue that i that i picked up that the um the flux united the inner temple 
so this is all again to do with the um with the whole the whole thing to do with atropos and time yeah. what have yeah. you so yes that's interesting, interesting that there's the three the doctor swarm and azure yes. and there's the three fates yeah but we've always well well if you're going to look at it that way i think you're looking at the swarm azure and passenger maybe yeah we don't yeah. We don't know who or what passenger is. We don't know no. if passenger. Um, when passenger is first first appears with the other two, um, I think it swarm says, and now we are three. Yeah. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So okay. whether that has anything to do with with the fates, I don't know. Whether <laughs> difficult to see because passenger, like you say, um, Nick, there was there was. Very much like the shadow, wasn't he? Like the shadow in yeah. some respect. Yes, you yeah. could say. Um, also, uh, I felt like the um, the guards in the Rings of Akaten. There mm. was a look, a look again like that. Yeah. But that's just yeah. that's just visual. Um, but we, but I didn't, I didn't know whether Passenger was part of this trio, whether Passenger was some sort of prisoner, whether Passenger is something like the Watcher. In some yeah, respect, well, I mean, some you, sort you, of intermediary state for something. They're, they're using passenger as a common noun as well, aren't they? He's not the passenger. He's, no. you know, so he, you know, how, how does he fit in? Is he just a passenger or is he the passenger? I mean, that's, you know, yeah. the, the semantics is interesting, isn't it? The, the well, meaning of, of the name, you know. Swarm. Swarm is, is yes. something that we, we think of as. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, uh, ding, yeah, <laughs> as a bell. Yes. yes. Sorry, 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 guys. Ten it's points work. for swarm. It's work, it's work. And you're starting yeah. for ten. Yeah, because swarm. How many words can make from squirrel? Swarm is a squirrel. Did you say? Swarm is plural. Yeah. When you have, you, well. you would have a one or you would have a squirrel. <laughs> What? I, I, I thought you said swarm is... is a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> is that a squirrel? Uh, squirrel. <laughs> squirrel? Is that a squirrel? We, have, hmm. we haven't seen swarm's fluffy tail yet. <laughs> Where does he hide his nuts? Uh, it's a brilliant costume, isn't it? It's yeah. a brilliant costume mm -hmm. in a brilliant yeah. mask. It is good. He's, uh, and it, I, he plays it really well. He's, he's quite well, menacing. I, I, I think, I think yeah. he does it the right way when it comes to this. But this is mm. something that, that is often not done with villains. But when it is, it's particularly effective in the fact that he doesn't rant and rave and shout and what have oh. you. Mm -hmm. He's very calm. No. He is. Very, 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 very silky smooth voice, almost Sutek esque. Yeah. Voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, and that's what's the which, most scary. That's it. It's this it's this calm, unflustered thing which makes just and and we're we're seeing the power that the, mm -hmm. that, that he and, and Azure have got, which instantly you're you're looking at something which is way more threatening than anything that we had in the whole of the first series that Jamie yeah. did. Yeah. You know, there was, was there was no massive, massive threat from that series, particularly, you know, even, you know, Tim Shaw was was seen as a bit of a joke in some respects. Mm -hmm. He was the main the main villain of the series. Mm -hmm. Whereas with these two, you get the feeling that you're dealing with with something that's more akin to something like a Sutek or a, yeah. a Black Guardian or this kind of thing. Some, 
you know they can they they can touch people and they just disintegrate into pieces they can they can change people's form that bit where vinder's trying to shoot him yeah 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 and 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 then as he goes oh try me and he and he tries that and and they they just disappear and then appear somewhere else uh, you know they've clearly Which again got suggests mastery of time they can obviously manipulate time themselves can't they i guess time and reality they can manipulate yeah and and they they seem to know everything yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. you know he yeah. knows he knows when the two guards turn up mm. he knows all about both of them yeah when yeah. um when yaz appears he knows her name mm-hmm. he knows all the details about her he knows all about vinda he knows what the writing is on Yaz's hand, yeah. mm-hmm. which she doesn't even, you know, she didn't, she didn't, hasn't even shown. He knows it's there and he knows what it, what it says and he knows why it's there. He says to her when, when he goes over and he puts his hands on her face, which is t- a terrifying moment. Yeah. Because you mm-hmm. see what happens every time he touches somebody yeah. previously. This instant, clearly not. So that's obviously something that he's got control over. Mm. He says, why did he, he choose you? And he uses the he in in reference to. Oh, the I didn't notice that. I didn't notice why that. Did, hmm. Why did I? I must admit, I I didn't even notice it myself until I've read what I've written. Oh. So either I've written it down. Why did she choose you? But why did he choose you? Any of you? That's which is hmm. almost like they see the doctor as this equal. Mm. This, mm. this adversary mm. that you know they're looking forward to the rematch because it's such a it it's this ongoing battle yeah yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that's that's a challenge for them and everything else is just too easy yeah and so looking at the doctor in that respect why does he choose these other beings that clearly are inferior yeah yeah or is it why does he why did he choose you any of you when he could have had us mm. yeah is, is it something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't need the inferior beings. He has the superior beings. Yeah, yeah. Why? We we don't we don't know. Obviously, we don't know. But this it's it's fascinating. And this is what we haven't yeah. had for such a long time. We we, no. we 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 did last year. We haven't had for such a long time in this mm-hmm. trying to work out what what is going on. Yeah. What could be happening and what what is actually happening and yeah. what's what's a proper clue and what's a red herring and yeah. Yeah, um, I, I think I think we we have to take everything on board, don't we? Every little line and every scene could be important. I think that's I think that's brilliant because you know we we are aware as I suppose Doctor Who fans, we've got a season that is half as long as the original ones were, or you know um, as they were five or six years ago. So I think we, we know that every second counts. So, you know, there's, yeah. there's, there's nothing wasted. I don't think anything is going to be wasted in this series, yeah. is it? But I, I think we're, we're benefiting. Brilliant. Yeah. I think we're actually because... benefiting from that this year because yeah. I think if we'd be looking at a 12-part series, mm. I'm not sure that Chris Chibnall would have done a 12-part story, a 12-part story no. when... Yeah. Yeah. When you're looking at 12 50 minute episodes, yeah, 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 but because you'd be looking this, at an entire season, yes, yeah, in old series, how, in, yes. how incredibly brilliant that he has people going back and going, I know there's more clues in here, yeah, and giving you less <laughs> because you know he knows people are well, gonna go through like you, Miles, and write down, wait a minute, he did, did he did he just say he, yeah, okay, I gotta look at this again, 
Okay, wait a minute. I, I may, I may know, even have to rewatch this, to double check this because I, 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 that that could just be when I was writing it down and I've written it down as he and he, and it's and it's she. But I'm sure I wrote it down as it was said. Well, that's why really did, why that's did, good observation, that, Miles. That's good. Well, good observation. I didn't. It, 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 it could be fifties hearing as well. You know. But how many people are watching and it's over and over and oh, and the numbers are going tick 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 tick, you know, because depending on you know, it's watching over and over and over to try to catch every detail, even though there's less episodes, there's more to have to catch. And what is a clue and what isn't a clue? Yeah. But this could be a clue. And people are mapping this. I'm sure there are people mapping. Okay, they said this. Oh, there'll be people with spreadsheets. Yeah. Yes. There will yes. be people with spreadsheets. Oh, thank Thanks fuck for the know. pandemic, eh? This is. There had to be something from the such... pandemic. It makes Doctor Who precise. <laughs> and it. Well, <laughs> you know, you sit there and you think, anybody that's ragging on about Chibnall's writing, you're going to have people going crazy with the spreadsheets, trying to figure out who's what and what's what. And wait a minute, did this go back to last year with this and this and this and this and. Wait a minute. Wait a second. Yeah, but that's the brilliance of Chibnall's writing is he's very, very exactly. good at taking these little tiny elements that are seemingly insignificant and weaving them into a broader picture yeah. that keeps you trying to figure out yep. where he's going with it. Because yeah, he did the I same. I mean, is, he did the same thing in Broadchurch. And if you look at, and if you look at the at the ending of Broadchurch, it it was completely unexpected. I mean, going back through the series. The clues were all there, but they were so well camouflaged yeah, that and this is clearly where, where his strength lies. His, yeah. his strength lies in in this kind of plotting. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and 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 something spread out over a serialized nature because clearly we you know we had three series of Broadchurch and they were all critically acclaimed. Um, and what we're seeing with this series is something akin to that. I think. Yeah. I think where where he potentially falls down is maybe in some of his characterization mm. in as much as we've had you know for two years we've had um a, a crowded tardis yeah. and the regular complaints have been well there hasn't been enough for everybody to do mm. we've right. you know we how much did we actually see development in yes yeah. yeah yeah yeah, you know, yeah we've had this yeah. level as a as a criticism yeah. Also, the fact that he doesn't operate on a a, um, a show don't tell basis, mm, mm, where mm. a lot of the time, yeah, um, if something's happening, like like for example, at the beginning the beginning of the story, we've got the Doctor and Yaz suspended over the uh, the boiling oil, yeah, um, and they're they're talking about well, we seem to be suspended over this vat of boil, boiling oil, and they're, they're they're basically describing what is going on, yeah. where you don't you don't always need to do that no you don't no, no um no. and this is something that, that that a lot of people have picked up and and mentioned yeah. throughout his tenure is that is that yeah. this happens a lot he yeah. has characters describing what's going on when you don't need that no right and some people say it's lazy writing uh, some uh, you, you could call it overkill in the fact that he just wants to make sure that some, st certain things don't get missed maybe i don't i don't know you certainly can't say he's a bad writer because no no. Um, because you know, Broadchurch was was astonishingly good, um, 
and he's shown maybe not in everything that he's written for Doctor Who, but certainly in a lot of it, it's it's been you know really good stuff, and certainly yeah. the stuff he's coming yeah. out with yeah. at the moment, and the stuff well, he came out with last year is is has been but you know a cut above. My I argument think his is though are in the longer form stories like he's telling right now, rather than the shorter fifty minute standalones. Yeah, it, it seems like he has. Don't... Uh, just a better handle on the longer ones. He does, yeah. I, I, but I think Doctor Who is shooting itself in the foot because by the time Jodie finishes her tenure, she will have been the longest serving Doctor of the new era, but with the fewest episodes, right? So the trouble is, it's it's not consistent enough. She she yeah. first she was she was revealed to the public in 2017, four years ago, and yet we've only had two and a bit series of her so far. And the trouble yeah. is, the public, we as fans, click back into what happened two years ago, but the public don't. That consistency yeah. has been lost, and that is why I think there's a lot of negativity towards Doctor Who because the public. If it's you not expect on, the show to be produced on, on a regular, exactly consistent if show, basis. If the show is only on yeah. air every eighteen months or whatever, the public can't keep up with it. They forget what happened, you know, six months ago, let alone eighteen months ago. So, the, I think Doctor Who has shot itself in the foot by l- lacking that consistency, you know, and I, I, that makes me sad. That I think that's one of the big reasons why Doctor Who has dipped a bit because it hasn't been consistent. It, I yeah, think there's it, been a, num- a number of factors, no. uh, a number of factors involved with this. I think the fact that the show has been on now, basically for for 16 years since it's come back, mm. and you're you're naturally you're not going to be able to sustain the hype and the level of interest throughout that it it does change as time goes along you've got different showrunners you've got different actors playing the doctor and what have you and that's not going to be up everybody's street the people who came on board in the Eccleston time the Eccleston tenant time when it was like you say it was it was soap opera-ish there was a lot of romance involved with the show uh and and so they might not like the kind of stuff that we've been getting in the recent past Mm. um the, the fact that it's it's changed days, the fact that it's it's um, it's changed duration, yeah. the fact that, like you say, that it's not been on consistently. Wow. Uh, all of these things, I'm sure, are factors. I don't think that the show is in anywhere near as bad a shape as a lot of people think. It's that it not. Is. It's I not. Agree. No, it's not. Totally. No. I think I think a lot of people are basing that on the tv viewing figures and yeah, i think yeah, yeah. tv viewing figures are not what they used to be no. if you look if you look back at the halloween apocalypse mm. um the viewing figures for that were four point something million overnight and that time shifted to by the time things came in the following week they were up to less about, than six about, yeah just, just, just around six, about around yeah. about six million yeah but yeah, yeah. And so people go, oh, well, that, that's it. The show's in crisis. But it, it also shaked, shook out as the ninth most watched programme yes. on the British television that week. So it's not doing badly. It just no. TV TV figures in general are down. You only have to look at you know, what's been going on, particularly around Christmas time. 
Mm. When the when the figures have come in for Christmas episodes and people have gone, well, this is crazy. It's only getting four, five, six million. Whereas you'd expect stuff around Christmas to get, you know, 17, 18, 20 million viewers. Nothing is getting that. No. Even even the, you know, the, the consistently heavy hitters have been way down on what yeah. they were, yeah. what they were yeah. before. And you also have to take into consideration the fact that a, a show comes out within weeks of it finishing you can buy the dvd you can yeah, buy the yeah, box set yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. um you've yeah. got you've got iplay you've got catch-up services yeah. you you know you you've got people with with sky boxes and things like that 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 you can record it on at the time you don't have to watch it for months no. afterwards if you don't want to but no, you can record exactly. an entire series and do that there's so yeah. many different ways of watching the show yeah. now yeah yeah that you so exactly what the the the, the figures are you you don't know there's also massive amount more choice mm. not mm-hmm. just in yeah. tv mm-hmm. programs mm. but in alternative entertainment yeah you know video games and music that people have got access to yeah um you and know social thing. networking which which yeah. we never had yeah, yeah. Back, in, yeah. back in the time yeah. so podcasts you know, yeah back in the back in the 1970s you know, in the UK, there were three TV channels. Yes. <laughs> Nobody had video recorders. No. You had the radio. You had three TV channels. And you had a, a telephone that was attached to a wire that was attached mm. to the wall that was mm. attached to a telephone line. And most houses usually generally had one of these. And if you had two of them, they were still on the same line. So you, two people couldn't use the phone at the same time. Yeah. So your 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 options regarding yeah. things were were limited yeah. yeah and so the the national mentality was to crowd around the tv set so which yeah, is why yeah. you had these yeah. huge viewing figures for things yeah, yeah. You know, consistently exactly. all the way through and yeah. that, that whole landscape of 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 how we how we occupy ourselves during our downtime yeah. has completely changed okay. and so you will you can never expect to get that kind of thing back again no, exactly. unless something comes along that absolutely grabs the public attention yeah and then for a short period of time something can burn really brightly and get huge viewing yeah. figures yeah. and even then you don't expect you know things like the Morecambe and Wise Christmas show which would get 25 26 27 million viewers mm. this kind of thing you know mm. that that is even though the population of the country is higher than it was back then you're never going to get those kind of no, figures no again what, unless what, unless the internet disappears and the only way that we can watch things is is on, on a tv yeah on a tv thing again yeah. so yeah, unless yeah. unless yeah. you remove all these other ways of, of entertaining yourself exactly you're yeah. not going to get that again so yeah. you yeah. can't look at the show and say oh yeah. well the viewing figures are going down every year exactly. clearly it's in, yeah. it's in crisis it's not it's it's the not. show is the show is popular throughout the world you've got you know the bbc are, are constantly selling it to 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 different markets to new markets on a an ongoing rotating basis so you've got people places like china that, that it's sold like a five-year package to 
and then another country will come along and they'll renew their yeah. package for five years and the, and all of this basically means that the show is going to continue to be made yeah, yeah because yeah. there are contracts that have to be met yes. yeah and so the bbc is now looking at what it can do to sustain that yeah. over yeah. a period of time and i think this is why russell t davis has come back in with yes. a production company yeah. that can focus on making the show yeah, yeah. that's getting investment yeah. from a major corporation and the whole thing can potentially take off in a way that it, it never has before. Uh, Whether yeah, this yeah, is something exactly. that's going to benefit the show yeah. in the very long term, I don't know. You know, we, there is such a thing as saturation. Yeah. And well, if, the what, public, what if the public appetite for extended universe stuff diminishes, yeah. then you know everything could could come to a grinding halt. But again, we've seen we've seen with Doctor Who, it can it can stop for a period of time. Uh-huh. But the interest yeah. in it is such there's something about the show that yeah. grabs people's yeah. attention in a way that it doesn't happen with an awful no. lot of other stuff. So mm-hmm. there will always be a desire to bring it back. So even even if we hit hit a, a, a rough patch and the show goes off the air again, it yeah. won't die. It will it will sustain in some yeah. shape or form yeah. and it will probably end up coming back down the line. Yeah. Yeah. But one one thing that has struck me, so I, I'm a teacher. Um, I've been teaching for 20 odd years. When Doctor Who came back in 2005, I was teaching and the kids were well into it. They loved it. It was the biggest thing. Now, at the moment, um, I've, got, I've got two particular students I can think of. I've got one lad who is who loves Doctor Who, but he is watching David Tennant and Matt Smith. He hasn't seen any Jodie yet. OK, he loves Doctor Who, but he's he's catching up on the old stuff. Um, and I said to him, have you seen Flux yet? He said, no, no, not yet. I'm still catching up on the old stuff. I've got another boy who loves fantasy and science fiction. But when I said to him, have you seen the new Doctor Who series? He said, what is Doctor Who? So the trouble is we're not, I don't think we're quite engaging. Doctor Who has to appeal to young people. It's not just us in our 30s, 40s, 50s. It's got to appeal to the kids, and it's not appealing to the kids at the moment. That's the impression I'm getting. Okay. Do you think so, it's a matter of we're not speaking their language as, and we're not meeting them where they go, like on the social media platforms, or that the stories just don't engage younger, the younger generations? I I think it's a mixture. I think it's I I think you know Doctor Who when it came back in the UK was family viewing. Yes. Right? Yeah. And it hasn't been that for a while. And I think that's what it needs to get back into because it's not just, you know, it's not just us guys talking at whatever silly hour of the morning or evening talking about Doctor Who. It needs to appeal to teenagers and young people. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, you know. And counting. <laughs> and counting. Yeah, I know, Miles. Yeah. Um, I'm teaching tomorrow morning in eight hours, funnily enough. So um, it's not, it's not appealing. And it should be appealing to kids. That's the baseline. It needs to appeal I, to children. I think what you, you know? what you said just now about it being, about when it came back, it was family viewing. I think yeah. that's quite, that's quite significant because, yeah, yeah. again, you go back to 2005 and there was, there you know, there weren't streaming services. You had different satellite channels. You had DVDs and what have you. You had, you know, computer games. But there was still a lot of focus around 
the traditional yeah. way of viewing the TV yeah. and yeah. 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 and families would still congregate yeah. at the same time and they would put the TV on. This is something that these days is possibly not quite so prevalent mm-hmm. so that you you might yeah. even even if and, and I think Doctor Who has always been family viewing and I think yeah. it continues to be family viewing. And I think if you, you know, if you're putting it on at the right time, and I think it is on at the right time now, mm. if you're producing stories that that have that appeal to everybody, and I think these do, you know, you've yeah, got they do. the kids, do. the kids yeah. are going to enjoy things like the monsters and Carvinista and the, the, you know, the jokey side of things. The, the adults are going to enjoy the, the, the ongoing mystery and the, and, and trying to work out what's going on. You know, you've got the, the hardcore fans that have followed it for years that that are going to be a lot of them are going to be enthused by what they're seeing because the show is being revitalized by things mm. like this so all the elements are there to yeah. keep the keep the show going in that respect yeah. but if you don't have the whole family viewing thing if you mm. if you can't draw the kids in to watch with the families in the first place yeah yeah yeah, yeah. then unless yeah. the kids come to the show separately yeah 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 yep. How think, uh, come to and the with show? that note guys i'm gonna have to oh hold on yeah i'm hold gonna on. have to go because <laughs> yeah. because oh. um i have to take care of jody okay so jody and and sue we're out yeah, Bye, that's okay that's okay sue okay. nice nice talking to yes. you again we, we won't yes. be very much longer ourselves um because okay, we're coming you. up we're coming up to a two-hour show and uh, yes. <laughs> too long. it's longer it's longer than two episodes put together that is isn't it it is wow. um, well it's but if you actually you fil- again, if you actually yeah. filter this down to the amount that we've actually talked about what we're supposed to be talking <laughs> yeah. about it's not quite so 10 minutes we've got 10 minutes, 10 minutes. <laughs> either we possibly put it to 12. <laughs> night everyone and night. 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 Bye. Night. No, I, 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 I think that I, for me, that's the big issue. I, I think um, uh, there's, it's Doctor Who has become a little bit too fandomish again. I think I don't think it's appealing. I think to the this public, is something. This know, is something that potentially um, it that should this whole extended universe thing happen, yeah, and mm-hmm. the show get some sort of momentum behind it. That that you know we've got all these different shows and. Mm. I, I don't think Russell T. Davis is coming back on board with the show to do what he did the first time. No, this no. is what a lot of people have been concerned about when it yeah. was announced he was going to be coming back. It's like, oh, but he's already done, he's already been there and he's done it. Yes, okay, he's coming back in to oversee the the sixtieth and the series going forward, but he's going to be overseeing that. I don't know if he's going to be quite as hands on as he was. Yeah. Um, I think that. He may be looking at mentoring the showrunners coming up um, to to mm. be mm. nurturing new talent yeah. that will that will look after the show going forwards, and then maybe overseeing it as more of an executive producer yes. yeah. role, yeah, yeah, possibly, yeah. Yeah. Than, than we were getting previously. Yeah, and and if we can get that, and you know, you've you've got people who 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 are talking. And always have talked about Star Wars and all the different Star Wars films mm. and shows that have that have been coming out. 
Um, the same thing with the with the Marvel Extended Universe. You know, that's got that's got a lot of attention and, and a lot of it with this because so much of it is is films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I strongly suspect that if this if this whole extended universe thing starts kicking off that that we may very well end up getting doctor who films yeah yeah which wouldn't surprise me and if that's yeah. the case and if you've got stuff like that that's going out in the cinemas and is attracting the, the cinema audience which is an entirely different thing from from a tv audience mm. Mm. um and that gets kids on board yeah, and then they've yeah. got this other stuff that they can explore. There's so many ways and means that, that this can be done, and somebody yeah. like Russell E. Davis is possibly the right person yes. to do that yeah. because he seems yeah. to understand the whole the whole way that the industry is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And and he knows and has always known the importance of the 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 younger members of the audience which is yeah, the reason why yeah. when the, when the show came back you know you had the sitting they had the farting aliens and the yeah, burping yeah, yeah, aliens and things like yeah. that these these were yeah. thrown in these were the, the things that the kids were going to yeah. look at last exactly. and think, oh, this yeah. is great and that's yeah. the only way that's the only way doctor who can continue because you've got to appeal to the the next generation down haven't you mm. you know um because i'm a big uh, i'm a big formula one fan and a lot of the um, attention uh, a lot of the, the the speculation that's been going on in recent years is formula one is is, is obviously great it's got a, it's got a, a worldwide audience but the audience is the, the the people who've been following it for years and if we don't if we don't find a way of engaging with the younger audience mm -hmm. then as the older audience go you know dies mm -hmm. off then mm -hmm. are you going to replace that with yes. with the you know with the younger the younger audience and this yeah. is the same the same kind of thing here doctor has yeah. always been it was brought in as a children's program yeah uh or or designed as a children's program but it was always actually treated as a family viewing program mm -hmm. um aimed possibly more towards the kids but with always trying to draw the adults in as well and if it continues to do that then as i say you know you will get the, the people who do the family viewing if you can bring the kids in that way if you can find other ways of bringing mm. kids in because you have to have that interest from the the the, the people uh, who who are, who are younger who will find the show and in so many instances and this has happened throughout the entire history of the show they do that and they get hooked on it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then suddenly yeah. you get these fans for life and because let's face it the show that as it is now is fundamentally being written produced what have you by people who've grown up with it yeah and want yeah. to be involved in it yeah yeah and definitely. as long as you can keep that going yeah yeah then it will keep going yeah definitely and i think yeah. there's always been there's always been that interest for it and this is why when it went off the air there was always a, when's doctor who going to come back when's doctor who going to come back when's doctor mm -hmm. who going to come back and eventually it did and and i think that would happen again yeah and because there's enough people who've who've grown up with it since it's come back to, to want to to do that as well. Yes. So yeah. I think long term, yeah. you know, we're everything is is good, but yes, you do need to make sure that you continue to capture the interest of the younger yeah. viewer. So yeah. you're always bringing in new 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 kids who yeah. who will yeah. who will say, Oh, Jodie Whittaker was my first doctor. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah. or whoever's coming next. Ne- never make it for the fans. That's the worst thing to do is to make it for the fans, isn't it? You know, you, if you it was to. made for the fans, then we would get the Daleks, the Master, the Cybermen. Yeah. Every week, <laughs> almost every week, yeah, you know, yeah. because that's well, that's what we we love. We love seeing them again. If not exactly that, because obviously, you know, we we always we enjoy the new stuff as well. But you've seen the more the people who are making the show get involved with it, and they want to delve into that side of things. It yeah. does, it does kind of aim more towards the the hardcore fan maybe yes. yeah, yeah 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 and yeah. that's great for those of us who you know yeah. who are who are that but you you have to have to keep that general interest going yeah and that that to me I I love it when you know the 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 not wheeze will talk about oh wasn't Doctor Who because that's what you want I want everybody to love it I don't just want the hardcore to enjoy it. I want your average friend in the streets you know the person who might not have seen it for years to suddenly say oh i saw dog too that was brilliant this week you know that's what you want i think mm. not not and just I, the... and i would hope that this is you know that this is what this this series is going to do because yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it does yeah. seem to it, it's got that punch yeah, yeah that yeah. seems to have been lacking you know i think we, we did have it last year definitely but that that, that does seem to have been to have been lacking yeah, uh, a little bit over recent years, maybe, and we've we've got that, and hopefully that will, Continue, you know, that will so, yeah. create yeah. that interest again with people and keep and keep things going. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, so to um, so, yeah. to sum up then, because this has been going on for a very long yeah. time, and and our poor listeners will be falling asleep. Never mind us. Um. So two episodes in, we're a third of the way through the series. Mm. We know that we've got the Cybermen coming up in the next episode. We know the one after that. We've got the Weeping Angels coming up, and and somewhere along the lines, presumably, we're going to we're going to go back to 1820s Liverpool. We we still need to I presume the whole thing with Claire is going to be tied up with the um, mm-hmm. the Weeping Angels episode. But obviously, we're all excited for what's going to happen. But do we have any theories as to what we think is uh, is, is going to be? <laughs> no, is going to be going on? I have no well, idea. But that's or what are I love we just we just we're just on for the ride at the moment. I, I'm off. The, I, I love it. I I I think there's clues at the moment. There are wonderful clues that that there is a story building, but where it is going, I don't know. But I love it. That's that's wonderful for me. I I don't want to know. And also the fact that again, Chipple is being very good at being. You know, we've got no hints about what's happening. Um, it's well, there's mysterious. plenty of hints, but there's hints. No, yeah, no idea exactly where this is heading. No, no. You know, like you were saying earlier, Mars. You know, a couple of years ago, we knew John Sim was coming back as the master right at the beginning of that series. You know, so. Yeah. You know, hello, hello, that's for that for us, you know. But yeah, we, we, I, I, I think, I think to, to be fair with with that and with with you know with the whole Eccleston thing, is that this wasn't something that the the people making the show wanted to no, announce. No no, 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 no. They would have preferred to have kept it secret. But yeah. when the information got out into the wider world, they had a choice basically of either to let that just happen or to take control of that situation yeah. and then yeah. announce it themselves yeah. 
but this is where Chris Chibnall's been quite successful in in keeping things more. Visible. Oh, he's been fantastic. I mean, I think you know the the lack of the lack of information he passes on is incredible. I love that. That I think that's wonderful. You know, because and it's more akin to how things used to be because back exactly in, back exactly, in the yeah, in the seventies, yeah. you didn't you didn't know what was coming up. No, 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 no. Because exactly. you just not because it you know people didn't know. It was just because there was no way of getting realistically getting that news to to yeah. the wider populace and yeah the only people who were who, you know you know you, you found out what happened because you watched it or something was put in the papers or the yes. radio times yeah. you know coming yeah. up to it yeah no i i'm happy for, i'm i i want to be surprised i want to be shocked and i don't you know i'm happy to tune in every sunday night for the next four weeks or so and to be pleasantly surprised and to be shocked and scared and because that's what i want from doctor who basically you know mm. and we're getting that you know it is yeah. it is yeah, yeah. shocking and it is scary in places you know that that with the weeping angel scene from episode one that was fantastic uh, that was, was great that the was stuff one of the scariest Astro, things you know. in year. yeah yeah I, I think you know, you know it's the, properly chilling it is chilling and it, it's not it's not safe there's no I, I think I don't think any of Jodie's era's uh, seasons have been safe actually there's a there's an edge to this era which I quite enjoy you know um and I, I think brilliant you know well certainly certainly last season and this season yes I think the first season was was definitely more playing it safe, but part of that I think was down to the changing of the day, the yes. fact that it was a female doctor for the first time. I think they they were they were being cautious mm -hmm. and yeah. Yeah. not wanting to go in too hard and too deep. Yeah. Because if yeah, yeah. if this is the stuff that we that you know that we've seen recently, the Chris Chris Chimmel is capable of, mm. if he could have come in with that from the start. Yeah, then yeah. people would be lauding him to the to the skies. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I think that he he has deliberately held back, or has been told to hold back. Yeah. To start with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so yeah. that you know the audience who were used to um, used to coming in on Saturday night, and maybe not the people who have been watching Country File on a Sunday afternoon, and then suddenly, <laughs> suddenly faced with doctor who afterwards mm, so mm, yeah we don't we don't know we don't, we don't know. know that's fair we we just no. we just hypothesize about these things but but it's great though because i i think i for the first time in a long i i, I feel i feel excited and i don't think i felt that mm. for a long time in doctor who i mean you know russell and stephen moffat you you kind of you know their seasons followed a pattern you had a you know a a, a modern day episode of futuristic episode of that this season is not following any pattern that we're used to and that's really exciting i think you know no this is this isn't this is entirely different really to yeah. anything that we've had before because we've got multiple different threads yes. that are running through over multiple different weeks and we've never really had that we've never no. had something that's even like you know we've, we've said the daleks master plan we've never had something that's appeared in episode one that's been seeded mm, that mm. has then disappeared and you've not seen until episode six yeah, yeah, seven, yeah. or what yeah, have you, yeah, which yeah, is clearly yeah. what we're getting now. Yeah. So this is this is Doctor Who in a completely different way. Yeah. And 
I very much appreciate this. It's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it is. is, This is Dr. Broadchurch, isn't it, really? Yeah, it is. is. (laughs) Yeah. So we just need David Tennant and Arthur Darvo to appear, and we're we're made, aren't we, basically? Well, we've already got Jodie Whittaker, so... Yeah, exactly. And David Bradley can come back as the first doctor. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah. let's let's t- let's Let's tie this up. So yes. let let's let's wrap up quickly with uh, with a quick score for episodes one and two. So Nick, what are you going to score episode one? What are you going to score episode two? Um, I would give episode one an eight because it set things up beautifully, but obviously left a few things hanging. Episode two, I'll give a nine because I, I, I love the way it's it's bringing things together. Yeah, eight and nine, eight and nine. Okay, Randy. Similar, I think I would even add one to both of those. I would rank them nine and 10. Nice. Excellent, excellent. Robin? Um, I'm gonna go along with Nick on both scores, eight and nine. The visuals on both are just just absolutely stunning. The cinematography yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, with the first story, you know, there didn't need to be the exposition about we're hanging over this boiling acid. You know, we can see that. We don't need you to tell us that as well. So that's where it falls down a little bit for me. But I'm really looking forward to where they're going with the story and what happens next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Miles? I, I would... I think I'd give the first the first an eight and a half. I'm tempted to give the second nine and a half. Um, yeah. The only thing is that with when when you when you score highly like that, you don't know what's coming, and what's coming could be infinitely better than we've already had. <laughs> so how do you get? It's like Sue going, oh, it's a ten. Well, I better score this one an eleven then. But no, ten is the maximum. So I, I'm looking um, forward to you know probably what January February sitting down and watching the whole thing back to back. Because I, yes. I think it's going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. To sit down yeah. and watch it as like a three or four hour movie would be brilliant. Well, it'll be nearly six hours, won't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking yeah. 50, yeah, yeah. 50 minutes, in an, hour, an hour and yeah. 50 minutes so far exactly. for two episodes. Yeah. So, yeah. so we're, we're looking at a, a very long actual thing. But yes, difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this this is one that you will be able to score as an overall thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the individual elements... Yes, it looks fantastic. The music, we haven't even talked about the music, but the oh. music has been has oh. been superb and really, you know, the Sontaran themes and the swarm themes, swarm and azure themes have have, have been have been really good. So second Akinola again knocking it out of the park. It's, it's, it's just changing all... his style is it, it sounds different to have the stuff he did before as well. I mean, yeah. You know, I think, I, I Grander. think took... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, it's all it's all working so far. I think John Bishop's working very nice as a very nicely as a new companion. I think he's 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 slotted right in. Yeah, oh, yeah. he's awesome. I think a lot of people were worried about that, but yeah, as as we've seen time and time again, when people have been worried about somebody coming in, the the casting people know what they're doing, and yeah, they're, they're not they're, they're yeah. not going to they're not going to risk risk the show by by you know, putting some bumbling buffoon in as yeah. as a as a you know, can barely act just for the sake of having a name. You know, they they they're they're safeguarding the programme. So yeah. I never had any doubts that John Bishop was going to be good and I think the I think the character is really good. Yeah. It's all working very nicely. And so yeah, I'm very positive. So we're looking at an eight and a half and a nine point 
two five or something like that. <laughs> so just, let's um split. I'll split the difference. We've, we've at the got moment a nine. We've got a nine out of ten so far, haven't we? I think roughly. We've, we're definitely we're... looking at an overall nine so far. It's a very strong start to the series, and if it continues going like this, then I think we're in for a proper treat for the rest of the time. So definitely. Yeah. Okay. So thanks yeah. for that. Thanks for that, everybody. Uh, we will be back. Um, in a couple of weeks with to review the next two episodes in the meantime the uh, the idea is that next week uh, we're going to have the second part of gimp zoo <laughs> <laughs> talk about talk about from the sublime to the ridiculous so there we go so yes if if you've just tuned in to hear the review stuff then be warned it's this isn't all we do there, there's a lot more nonsense to come so thank I you listeners and we'll listening to gimp zoo with a lot of caffeine in the middle of the night <laughs> <laughs> yes and you've not heard of part two yet part two part two is <laughs> oh dear yes anyway oh, that, that's, that's to come that's to come right anyway thank you listeners we'll see you next time bye-bye night bye and I have someone just walk through the door, so it'll be noisy here, and I'm in my end for a couple minutes. That's okay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I got so many bundles to do Sunday. It's going to be unreal. I've never seen that many bundles in there. Hello? Hello. <laughs> no, I was just wondering. John, John Bishop's Everybody went very silent, and I'm like, <laughs> I get disconnected from this call? I think we were all just listening to bundles. Yeah. <laughs> so there you have it listeners that's what we had to say on the first two episodes and let's be honest we didn't talk about everything we talked about a lot of other stuff as well but we still didn't mention everything so we did we've left it there it's quite long enough we will be back in a couple of weeks to review episodes three and four though that's going to be exciting but in the interim we're going to finish off the story from last week so the random improv gimp zoo will be out next week and then in two weeks time you'll get another review that's exciting isn't it can you cope i'm not sure i can anyway we'll see you next week thanks bye Thank you for listening to Doctor Who's Line Is It Anyway? If you'd be interested in joining the cast on either regular or semi-regular basis, or even just as a one-off, then please feel free to do so. We're always looking for new cast members, and as you can see, it's a lot of fun. Just get in contact with myself or any of the usual crew via Facebook, Twitter, or any of the other usual means. We're all easy to find. So, yes, please just get in contact with us. Similarly, if you'd like to suggest anything that we can do, you could suggest a conversation we could have, you could suggest uh, an improv idea that we could use, you could suggest um, character traits or accents or storylines for particular stories. We're always welcoming things like this and we'll use anything that we can. We would also welcome things like artwork or music 
or in fact if anybody would like to do any editing that's it's very interesting doing the editing it's hard work it's time consuming but it's really satisfying when you see what comes up at the end so if anybody's interested in doing that please get in contact with us obviously you can find us on stitcher on anchor fm on apple podcasts this have probably how you're listening to this in the first place and if you could be so kind as to leave us a small review and a like that would be really appreciated it boosts our figures and gives people a better chance of finding us when they're looking for Doctor Who podcasts or comedy podcasts or improv podcasts. Anyway, enough of that from me. We'll see you again next time. Bye-bye. From all of us here on BBC One, a very good night. Good night.